It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week, for the week of September 12, 2013, show number 47, we have all kinds of fun as we are heading out in Time Force action to the Walt Disney World theme parks, the Magic Kingdom, and more as we have the beautiful, the gorgeous, the talented... Aaron Cahill stopping in here this week. Now, Aaron Cahill has been featured in the 2005-2006 Walt Disney World Planning DVD for the happiest celebration on Earth. She's also been part of Power Rangers Time Force as the Pink Ranger. We've also seen her on Lean Cuisine commercials, as well as shows like Red Widow and films like Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. And Aaron's going to stop in, talk about her entire career, talk about working as part of the Disney theme parks, this legacy and history, and just what was it like being the Pink Ranger. And Aaron's going to stop in and share all those stories and fun as this energetic and beautiful actress is going to stop in and share these stories with all of you D-heads. In addition, we have the D-team back. That's right, we have Aaron back as he's going to reach his hand into the digital mailbag and answer all of your questions about Pollyanna, the black hole, and more in this week's I Want to Know. We also have Jason back as he's going to go down and deep into the vault. We missed Jason last week, so he's going to uncover a DVD and Blu-ray for you that you want to add to your collection. And let's not forget our Hollywood Walk of Fame, as we have our DT member from Down Under, Lexi, stopping in, and she's going to give us a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Aaron Cahill. There's all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. We have been gone with news for the last few weeks. Well, news is back, and we have a lot of news to tell all of you D-heads. So we're going to be back with all kinds of news hot off the D-wire, all kinds of magic, memories, and fun. So gear up, get ready because we're going to celebrate our very own happiest celebration on Earth for the week of September 12, 2013, show number 47. Let's kick it off the only way that seems fitting, by making it the time of your life. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads.
Aaron, and welcome to the show. Actually, I think I should say congratulations, because you couldn't have picked a better time to come to Walt Disney World Resort. Did you know that this year Disney is celebrating 50 years of theme park magic? From Disneyland, where it all began, to Disney theme parks around the world. Can you believe it? And to mark this monumental occasion, they are pulling out all the stops. It's called the happiest celebration on earth, and it is quite aptly named. Disney theme parks around the world are kicking it up a notch for this occasion. And here at Walt Disney World in Florida, it is certainly no exception. What they're doing is incredible. They're bringing new attractions from Disney theme parks around the world and setting them up here at the four Walt Disney World theme parks in Florida. Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads. A whale of a tale or two about the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale, and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. There was Mermaid Minnie. Met her down in Madagascar. She would kiss me any time that I would ask her. Then one evening, her flame of love blew out. Blow me down and pick me up. She swapped me for a trout. Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads. A whale of a tale or two about the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale, and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. There was Typhoon Tessie. Met her on the coast of Java when we kissed. I bubbled up like molten lava. Then she gave me the scare of my young life. Blow me down and pick me up. She was the captain's wife. Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads. A whale of a tale or two about the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. There was Harpoon Hannah. Had a look that spelled out danger. My heart quivered when she whispered, "Hi there, stranger." Bought her trinkets that sailors can't afford. When I spent my last red cent, she tossed me overboard. Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads. A whale of a tale or two about the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale, and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. This isn't really Robin, but you're listening to DizRadio.com. I don't know who this was. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh, With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. 
Alright all you D-heads, so you're back. I hope you enjoyed the kickoff for the time of your life, the happiest celebration on earth, show number 47 for the week of September 12th, 2013, as we have officially kicked off this week's show. And in just a couple of minutes, yes, we have the beautiful, the gorgeous, the Pink Ranger, also the host from the 2005 and 6 Walt Disney World planning DVDs, shows like Red Widow, and films like Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. We have Aaron Cahill stopping in here very shortly here at the show. We have the D-Team lined up and all kinds of fun. So jumping right into it this week, D-Heads, I'm going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our archives, all kinds of fun, including latest blog posts, news releases, and our Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300-plus television shows, movies, and more right there on our homepage, and that's all at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Now, in addition to all that fun, we also have a all-new 24-7 live chat room on the website as well, the newest and latest edition, and we're going to be scheduling a variety of different chats, live chats with our guests, and more coming up very soon, so stay tuned for that. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and once again, that's B-L-U. You can also find us all over on iTunes and many other podcast outlets. Just search Diz Radio, that's D-I-Z Radio. Those are all the different ways you can stay connected, all of you D-heads. So with that said, let's just jump right into it this week, and there is tons of news hot off the D-wire. I know I missed the last two weeks telling you stories and all kinds of fun, But now we're going to get back to the nuts and bolts and all kinds of news. And one of the things that is coming up here at the show is our second annual Not-So-Scary Halloween Celebration. We're going to bring you all kinds of Halloween episodes all month long for October. Yes, you guessed it. Halloween is one of my favorite times of the year. Well, how about this exclusive as Disney Channel is going to premiere Wolf Blood as part of its Monstober lineup. Yes, Disney Channel is now going to air the British preteen supernatural series Wolf Blood in October as part of its month-long Monstober schedule of Halloween-themed favorites. Now, Wolfblood centers on a 14-year-old Maddie, played by Amy Kelly, who has a secret. She's a Wolfblood. These creatures, neither wolf nor human, possess extraordinary strength, super speed, and heightened senses. Now, Disney Channel is going to air the entire first season of Wolfblood on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, from October 1st through October 24th. Now, in the premiere, Maddie discovers that the new boy at school, Ridian, played by Bobby Lockwood, also shares her secret. Now, Disney Channel stars Rainey Rodriguez and Callum Worthy will host the Monstober throughout October, which will also include new Halloween-related episodes of the network's signature shows like Ant Farm, Dog with a Blog, Wander Over Yonder, and Phineas and Ferb. Now, new spooky episodes of Jesse, along with Phineas and Ferb, are going to debut on Saturday, October 5th. Now, the channel will also air Halloween editions of Good Luck Charlie, Live and Maddie, Shake It Up, on Sunday, October 6th, starting at 6.30 Central. Now, other Monstober highlights include all new Gravity Falls, and of course, all their favorite films that you come to know and love, like Hocus Pocus and many others as well. Now, Disney Channel also plans to air a special Disney Pixar Toy Story of Terror on Friday, October 25th. Yes, you've heard me talk about this one for quite some time over the last couple of months. We are stoked for it, and an all-new Toy Story short, 
you can't go wrong with it. And that's the Toy Story of Terror, debuting on Friday, October 25th. But it all kicks off with Wolfblood as part of the Monstober lineup. Now, pushing right along with news. Now, this one is very lightly in terms of uh, how it's related to Disney, all of you D-heads. But it is one that I I find personal and one that I really want to add and, you know, share with all of you D-heads out there. How many of you grew up going to the drive-ins? You sat on top of cars, you, you watched these movies, you loved them. Well, film critic Leonard Malton is going to host the first ever Twitter Vine auction in support of Honda's Project Drive-In. Yes, in less than three months, many as over 368 remaining drive-ins across the United States are going to go dark forever if they cannot afford to convert to the digital projection. Now, the estimated cost is over $75,000 per screen, which is a hefty cost for many of these drive-in supporters. Now, in support of Project Drive-In, Honda's national effort to save as many drive-ins as possible, the automaker is hosting a one-day live Twitter Vine auction on Thursday, September 12th, that is today, starring renowned film critic Leonard Malton as the auctioneer. Now, proceeds will go directly to Project Drive-In, Save the Drive-In Fund. Now, how can you get involved? Now, starting at 10 a.m. earlier this morning, a Vine video will post on the at Honda Twitter account, showcasing at least eight items available for auction. Now, each item is going to be opened up to bidding. When the specific item is tweeted out, the information detailing the minimum will head out. Now, Honda is going to go ahead and take care of this, and it's a great cause. Now, many of the auction items are going to include Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 plush toys, autographed posters, concept artwork, VIP packaging, four Disneyland Park Hopper tickets, four Aquarium of the Pacific tickets, basketball license plates signed by Maroon 5, many other things. I mean, there's just so much stuff. And all I can say is we want to save the drive-ins. I love drive-ins. They are very important. They are the kind of thing where I remember growing up with these. I I personally love the drive-ins and have been waiting to take my children to a drive-in for quite some time. But, you know, the closest one is now so far that I miss it. So help Leonard Malton, help Honda, and let's save the drive-ins. If you want to find out more about this, you can follow Honda's official Twitter page, at Honda. You can also find the official write-up on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now, pushing right along, let's get back to the Disney Channel here, all of you D-heads. And how about Disney Channel and Disney XD to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? Now, in honor to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month beginning Sunday, September 15th, with viewers sharing unique aspects of their culture, a new installment of the original international series, This Is Me, filmed at the Boys and Girls Club of Long Beach, is going to be on the Disney Channel. It's going to feature kids expressing their thoughts on their heroes, families, and passions, and what Hispanic Heritage Month means to them. Now, the Disney XD feature is going to also have a 14-year-old bike enthusiast discussing his passion for customizing bikes, inspired by previous generations in his family and their love of mechanics and engineering. Now, geared towards kids and tweens, This Is Me is a series designed to celebrate uniqueness of everyday kids and highlight aspects of their lives that have made them who they are today. Now they are going to have a variety of different things to celebrate and showcase Hispanic Heritage Month and it's just a great way to get kids involved and you know it's the kind of thing where they can share it and kids can relate, they can understand or maybe just learn more about these individuals and I think it's a great peer-to-peer program that Disney is putting out. Now definitely check it out. I mean with over 33 channels, 24 languages and 153 countries I think Disney is going to be able to make a mark. Now, stepping aside from the Disney Channel, let's get into movies. And how about Pirates of the Caribbean 5? Yes, everybody knows Pirates of the Caribbean. You've been waiting for Jack Sparrow to make a return. And it was announced earlier this year that in 2015, 
it was going to happen. Well, Disney has officially moved off its summer 2015 release date for Pirates of the Caribbean 5, and the studio is now looking to slot its time for 2016 instead. Now, this will create some moving around with other studios next summer, as Pirates have been slated for a July 10th release, and other studios steered clear of that date because they didn't want to just have a black flag to go up against a pirate blockbuster. But the decision was made that it wasn't worth rushing into until they were sure the script was right. Now the first four films grossed over $3.7 billion, and the last installment on Stranger Tides crossed the $1 billion mark. Now Disney has plenty planned for 2015 anyways, as there's going to be a sequel to the Avengers film with the first of the next three installments of the Star Wars franchise as well, directed by J.J. Abrams, and there's also a Marvel movie, Ant-Man and Inside Out from Pixar. So there's a lot of things on the horizon for 2015 anyways. So you may not be able to get your Jack Sparrow or Pirate on, but there's going to be a lot of other things. Now Johnny Depp is firmly committed to return as Jack Sparrow, but even he can use the extra time from starring in films like Into the Woods and Alice in Wonderland 2 as he's going to be filming those in the upcoming months. Now jumping right back to the Disney Channel, it seems like there's a lot of Disney Channel news here this week. I'm not sure why, there just is, and being a father of four kids, Disney Channel is on in our house a lot. Well, how about Good Luck Charlie is all new this Sunday on the Disney Channel. Yes, even though Sunday night might mean that your weekend is almost over, it doesn't mean the fun has to end, as one of my daughter's favorite shows, Good Luck Charlie, has an all-new episode airing this week. It's time for the biggest event in history. Well, for exterminators at least. The Denver Pest Control Association is hosting their annual dinner and dance, and somehow Bob has convinced Amy to join him. Well, it looks like a double date, because Bo has also invited Teddy. And we'll see how it happens right there, and how the ladies are going to react to a gathering of so many pest extermination experts. Yes, it's just a basic Good Luck Charlie episode, but it is one of those that is fun. I mean, Good Luck Charlie is a great show. It's sad to see that, uh, you know, after four seasons it is getting canceled, but, you know, my daughter loves it, and get ready for the newest episode to air. It's going to be airing this Sunday, so get ready for it. And one more thing about the Disney Channel, if you haven't had enough Disney Channel already, this one's pretty simple, and uh, since I just did talk about how Disney Channel is in so many different homes, it would be good to know that the Disney Channel has swept the total day in kid demographics once again. For the week of September 2nd, Disney Channel swept the total day for the second consecutive week across major kid demographics ages 2 through 11, 6 through 11, and tweens 9 to 14 demographics, making it the number one cable channel once again for kid demographics. Disney Channel just seems to be clearing house. Going aside from everything, you know, many people go out there and they like to travel and book their Walt Disney World trips. You know, for us, Pixie Vacations is a great one. You know, one of the sponsors here at DizRadio.com. But how about Disney ticket scams? Now, there is an official Better Business Bureau watch that they're telling you to be careful who you book with. Definitely make sure that you go ahead and confirm what they're booking for you. Call in advance, make note, because the Better Business Bureau has officially released that a group of Tennessee dance students was out over $60,000 by a travel agency who tricked them, charging for Disney tickets and hotel rooms that were never actually booked. Now, as the Better Business Bureau has put it, this story serves as a cautionary tale for anyone planning a vacation 
to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, do your research, check out the travel agency on the Better Business Bureau, and pay with a credit card so you can dispute the charges and avoid ticket sales. Sold on Craigslist or eBay as well. So just a cautionary tale, and hopefully something will uh, come of this for those dance students, because we know how many groups of dancers and bands and, you know, people always take these trips to the parks, and uh, hopefully they will get their money back. Now, stepping aside from uh, the major mainstream Disney stuff, how about Marvel and Disney? Yes, how about going through with all the Marvel things and all the Disney fun stuff as Disney is now the official owner of Marvel? And how about some news direct from the courthouse? Yes, Stanley Media cannot take copyright claims against Disney that failed in other districts and try to make them stick in Colorado, a federal judge has ruled. Now, the company believes that it owns the rights to Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, The X-Men, and other Marvel comic superheroes created by Stan Lee, and has tried to prove it in court for more than a decade. It sued the Walt Disney Company nearly a year ago in Colorado, claiming to be entitled to the billions of dollars of profits Disney has made off of Stanley's creations since it bought Marvel in 2009. Now, the crux of Stanley Media's argument, Lee had actually given his namesake company the rights to his characters in 1998, only to be oddly transferred the same to Marvel weeks later. Stanley Media claimed that the second agreement is void because it never was publicly recorded. Disney countered that Stanley Media is precluded from re-litigating the issue of its ownership of the copyrighted comic book characters based on the 1998 agreement because that issue had been decided against the plaintiff in several prior cases. Now, this is something that has been going back and forth and back and forth. Stanley, you know, I hope that he gets money coming to him. You know, I'm not just backing Disney because it's Disney, but they do own the company and they own the the money that they are creating out of these characters now as well. And Stanley, I'm sure, was paid very well for all of his appearances you know, on top of that as well. So we'll see where this comes. It is legal, uh, legal jumbo, but uh, we'll see what happens out of this. And hopefully it doesn't put a sore stamp on the Marvel franchise. Now, shifting back to the Disney parks, how about Club 33 expanding? Yes, so we all think. Nobody knows for sure. But on the heels of the official confirmation that Disneyland's exclusive Club 33 is going to be expanding at the Disneyland Resort beginning next year, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think if you let more people in, it's going to take away from the exclusivity of it. But we have heard rumors that there are some domains that actually are uh, registered under the Disney name. One of those is Club33DisneyWorld.com and Club33WaltDisneyWorld.com, suggesting that possibly an expansion to the Walt Disney World Park may be in order. Now, not sure about this. And, you know, if you're like me, we like to stay on top of uh, all the domain registers as well and who owns them. But... Uh, I'm pretty stoked for this just in case because I go to Walt Disney World more than Disneyland. So, you know, let's uh, let's see what happens here. I don't know if that really means that it's a glimpse into the future. It probably will be some time, but hey, here's the hoping. Pushing right along there, how about some more Walt Disney World news and Disney World to host seminars for hiring veterans. Now, Walt Disney World has said this past week that it will host a free seminar later this year to help small and medium-sized businesses set up hiring programs for military veterans. Now, Disney officials said that they hope to attract representatives from as many as over 300 businesses across the country to the day-long Veterans Institute, which is going to take place on November 14th at the Disney Yacht and Beach Club Resort. Now, the event is an offshoot of the Walt 
Walt Disney Company's Heroes Work Here campaign, in which Disney launched last year with a pledge to hire more than 1,000 veterans under their belt. Now, the company says it has already hired over 2,200 retired service members, 1,500 of them for positions in its theme parks and resorts. They're going to have a variety of different things in this seminar, and business representatives who attend this seminar are going to hear presentations from people ranging from Disney executives to the U.S. Department of Defense officials and take courses led in part by the Disney Institute that's going to help these small businesses learn and, and hire veterans for many positions. Now, there's a variety of different things that are going to be taking place, and Disney also said it will provide the program, including meals, for those attending responsible for their travel arrangements and hotel accommodations, though. Now, before I cut you a break from my rambling and all this news and cut you some slack to the D-team, I think we have Aaron waiting in the wings with the virtual mailbag here as he's going to dig in deep and answer more of your questions, all of you D-heads. How about Monster University and Pacific Rim to take Hollywood Film Honors? That is right. The 17th Annual Hollywood Film Awards announced this week that Disney Pixar's Monster University, directed by Dan Scallion and produced by Corey Ray, will be the recipient of the Hollywood Animation Award and Warner Brother Pictures and legendary pictures Pacific Rim for visual effects supervisor John Knoll to receive the Hollywood Visual Effects Award. Now this is going to be taking place this week. Now the announcement was made this last week by Carlos D. Abreu, hopefully I pronounced that right, founder and executive producer of the Hollywood Film Awards. He said John Knoll's groundbreaking work on Pacific Rim sets a new standard in visual effects. The robots and monsters in the film truly come to life for the best visual effects of the year. And once again, the animation and storytelling of Monster University reflects Pixar and Disney's creativity and greatness. Now, the awards ceremony is going to be bestowed at the Hollywood Film Awards Gala Ceremony on Monday, October 21st at the Beverly Hills Hilton Hotel. Congrats to Disney and Pixar once again for Monster University taking that animation award. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, there is tons of news on the horizon. Like I said, two weeks off, telling you stories, having some fun. I'm back to news, hot off the D-wire. So, before I let you go and release the reins to the D-team and take a break myself here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is officially sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations are knowledgeable Disney experts and can help you plan your Walt Disney World vacation, Disneyland, vacations by Disney, Disney Cruise, and more. They're going to help you book it, plan it, arrange it, and get the most out of all of your magical fun with all the agents and the experts at Pixie Vacations. And you can visit them directly at pixievacations.com. You can also find their banner and link on our official website as well at Diz Radio. That's D-I-Z radio.com. So definitely check them out. Tell them you heard them here on the show and uh, spread the news, spread the love, and make the most out of your Disney vacation. And that's at pixievacations.com. So all of you D-heads, with that, I have Aaron here from the D-team waiting in the wings hand in the virtual mailbag ready to go so i'm going to release the reins we're going to have some fun continue on our trip for show number 47 for the week of september 12 2013 as we have the beautiful aaron cahill waiting in the wings as well i'll be right back d heads with more hot off the d wire Mysterious battles below. That 
fathoms below, below, from whence wayward westerlies blow, with Triton his king and his merpeople sing in mysterious fathoms below. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Nancy, something's come up. I'm going with Mrs. Tarbell. Would you please take Pollyanna home? Yes, madam. Oh, I'll take that box, Pollyanna. Now get into the car, miss. Oh, Pollyanna, will you please get into the car? We've simply got to get home. Oh! You don't know my cousin Fred, do you? Your cousin Fred? This is Pollyanna Whittier, Miss Harrington's niece, the one who's come to live with her. Oh, oh, that one. Hello, Pollyanna. How are you, honey? Fine, thank you. Good. Well, uh, how about this? Running into you after all these, what's it been, six years? Say, how's your mom and pa? Well, they're just fine. You know, Pollyanna, I don't take too much to relatives. But this girl here, she was always just like a sister to me. I tell you, I love this cousin. Will you cut it out? <laughs> well, look, uh, what are you girls doing? How'd you like to go down the street and get a great big dish of ice cream, huh? Oh. Oh, no, that's a rotten idea. She probably hates ice cream, doesn't she? Oh, probably. Who, me? Oh, no, I love it. Really? You do? Well, now, isn't that astounding? How'd you ever develop a taste for that awful stuff? Oh, no, really. I really do love it. I... Well, I know a wonderful place. Come on, girls. Follow old cousin Fred to the land of strawberry frappe. Unless you'd rather go down the street and have a beer. You're funny. <laughs> hey, this is Beedrick Bader, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Long before the old Model T. Round about... The turn of the century, folks discovered a barrel of fun. Taking pictures by the light of the sun. Smile, hug, look at the camera. Hold your breath and say cheese. Cheese, little did they realize back then they were making memories. No memories. Making memories, making memories. Taking pictures is making memories. Catching Making them mine. Birthday faces and happy places we love to hold near and dear. When we're making memories, happy days can reappear. Woo! Then the flappers appeared on the scene. Rumble seats and 20 cent gasoline. And razzmatazz, snap shots on the whole family. 
to the Magic Kingdom Park. And if you don't have your own family, you can adopt one, anyone. It's the place where absolute fantasy reigns. The place where Disney characters come to life, elephants fly, princesses are real, and pirates playfully pillage the curse of the Black Pearl. It's the place you might call the heart of the Disney experience. And as far as the happiest celebration on Earth is concerned, it's the place where the magical festivities have only just begun. Hey D-Heads, after taking a couple of weeks off to spend some time with the family, get my son back to school, I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Virtual mailbag is busting at the seams, so let's reach in and get started. Our first question this week comes from Micah in Florida, and she writes, Aaron, in the film Pollyanna, where else have I seen the guy that plays Cousin Fred in a Disney feature? I think maybe a movie or two, or also maybe a popular TV show. I am fully stumped. Well, Pollyanna was a 1960 film starring the great Haley Mills. The character you're referring to as Cousin Fred was actually an alias. The character's name was George Dodds, played by James Drury. The name Cousin Fred was given to him by Aunt Polly's maid, Nancy, who didn't want Pollyanna to know that George was her boyfriend. James Child Drury Jr. is an American actor probably best known for his success in playing the title role in the 90-minute weekly Western television series The Virginian, broadcast on ABC from 1962 to 1971. He was the ranch foreman. He played several secondary roles in Disney films. He was Jim Weaver in Toby Tyler, released on January 21, 1960. He appeared in Ten Who Dared in 1960 as Walter Powell. 
He also appeared in many Western movies and Western TV series from the mid-1950s all the way into the mid-2000s. What a long and great career. In fact, in 1991, he was inducted into the Hall of Great Western Performers at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. Our next question comes from Phil and he writes, Diz Radio, boy do I have some questions. Love all of you dearly. You make the magic happen in my ears each week and understand the love we all have aside of the parks. Awesomeness. The question I have may be hard to find out, but I will give it a chance with y'all. In Walt Disney Pictures' The Black Hole, there's a scene at the end of the movie. What does it mean? It looks like hell, but I am clueless. Hope you have insight. Well, Phil, The Black Hole is one of my favorite movies ever, and it's one of the movies that turned me on to sci-fi. The Black Hole was released on December 21, 1979. Nearing the end of a long mission exploring deep space, the USS Palomino is returning to Earth. They discover a black hole and a ship nearby defying the gravity of the black hole. They investigate what they think is a derelict ship to find quite the contrary after almost being pulled into the black hole. After suffering damage to their ship, the Palomino crew boards the Cygnus and they meet Dr. Hans Reinhardt. He explains how he sent his human crew home and has spent the last 20 years studying the black hole with the aid of his robot Maximilian and his drone crew. Reinhardt intends on taking his ship through the black hole. Soon the Palomino crew learns the truth and tries to escape. One crew member is killed by Maximilian. The Palomino is destroyed. While trying to escape a meteor storm, it severely damages the ship and it begins to fall apart. The remaining Palomino crew escapes on a probe ship and the Cygnus is pulled into the black hole. However, the probe ship is pre-programmed and they enter the black hole. The final scene occurs inside the black hole which resembles heaven and hell. It appears that Reinhardt becomes merged with Maximilian and they are seen standing on a high rock overlooking a burning hellish landscape populated by dark robed figures resembling the Cygnus drones. Next, a floating angel-like figure with flowing long hair passes through a cathedral-like crystal arch tunnel. The probe ship then emerges from a white hole into another universe and is seen near a star and planet. The last shot shows the probe flying towards the planet. I've always thought that this scene is open to interpretation. To me, it's a given if you fly into a black hole, you're not surviving. I agree that heaven and hell are a big part of the end of the movie. Reinhardt used Maximilian for evil and he is punished by forever being merged with him and I'm sure tormented by the Cygnus drones. The Palomino crew goes on to heaven, and that is the plant you see in the final scene. But this is totally just my opinion. Yours might be completely different, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's one of the great things about this movie. I'd love to hear other people's interpretations of the film. Email me with your thoughts. Well, our final question comes from Ben Smittle of Colorado, and he writes, D-Team, in Walt Disney World, there was a ride called the Mickey Mouse Review. I vaguely remember it when I was a child. I think it got shipped to Tokyo from what I read online. My question for you, is there a soundtrack of complete attraction audio for it for me to enjoy or a park CD from Tokyo? I'd love to play it again. Well, on October 1st, 1971, the Mickey Mouse Review Show opened as an e-ticket attraction fantasy land in the Magic Kingdom, Florida. Basic premise of the show was a musical concert in which Mickey Mouse 
conducted an orchestra made up of various Disney characters. The show ran until it was closed on September 14, 1980. Mickey Mouse Review found a new home at Tokyo Disney Park in Japan, where it was performed in Japanese. The attraction closed on May 25, 2009 to make way for Mickey's PhilharMagic, which opened in January 2011. It included such songs as Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf, Three Caballeros, and Zippity Doodah. The complete soundtrack was never released, however a small portion of the Mickey Mouse Review was indeed released commercially here in the U.S. In 1978, for Mickey's 50th birthday, a special 4 LP set was released by Ovation Records called Magical Music of Walt Disney. It was a very extensive set, and the first of the four LPs had the Mickey Mouse Review as the first track. It was only the orchestra warming up, overture, and the Mickey Mouse Club alma mater, but it was at least part of the show. The rest of the LP has many clips from old, black and white, and color Mickey Mouse cartoons, along with silly, sympathy, silly symphonies and a few of the early theatrical features. It's a wonderful set, and it's too bad it never found its way to CD, but for you old schoolers, the vinyl is available on eBay and Amazon. And of course, you can find many clips of the show on YouTube. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. There is an inexorable force in the cosmos where time and space converge. A place beyond man's vision, but not his reach. It is the most mysterious and awesome point in the universe. Where the here and now may be forever. On my ship, you ask. unavoidable, moving through space, swallowing everything in its path, radio waves, light. Are you programmed to speak? Even planets and stars. straight for the black hole. What'll we do? We wait.
Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you're enjoying this week's show so far. All kinds of fun as we have the Pink Ranger. Yes, go, go Power Rangers, as we have Aaron Cahill waiting in the wings. And thank you, Aaron, from our D-team for stopping in once again, reaching your hand to that virtual mailbag and answering all those questions. For all of you D-heads who have any questions, whether it's about movies, the parks, anything at all, definitely shoot Aaron a line, and it's E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with him directly on our official website at Diz Radio. Go ahead, shoot him a line, and, uh, you know, ask him some questions. Make it hard. Make him do some research and uh, make him prove his love of Disney, all of you D-heads. So with all that said, we have all kinds of fun going on here this week. It's a time of your life. Makes me just want to be at the Magic Kingdom right now. So I'm going to jump right back into D-News. As I mentioned, news off the D-Wire. We have so much stuff going on so far, and we were wrapping it up before with a lot of different things going on and how about going back to Marvel once again and Disney and Disney shifting Marvel's Ant-Man to summer 2015 to go against the Man of Steel sequel. That's right, Disney has moved Edgar Wright's Ant-Man, the story of the smallest and sometimes largest of the Earth's mightiest heroes, to July 15th, 2015, this studio announced this last week. Now they are placing it up just a couple of weeks after Man of Steel sequel is set to hit the screen. Now the shift could also signal where Disney is heading in terms of release dates for Star Wars Episode Seven with three other movies, The Avengers, Age of Ultron on May 1st, Pixar's Inside Out June 19th, and Pirates of the Caribbean, as I mentioned, was now pushed to 2016. It's hard to imagine wedging many other films in there, but Ant-Man is going to be coming. Now, Disney originally set the Marvel comic-inspired Ant-Man for November 6th, 2015, but now it put the new date of Ant-Man directly up against Fox's Tim Burton's Fantasy, Paragon's Home for Particulars. And it is you know, I, I'm excited for Tim Burton's film, but Ant-Man, this is going to go up right against it. And it also moves it away now from Sony's 007 Bond number 24 film. But it will open just two weeks after Man of Steel. Let's uh, let's see what happens here with uh, Ant-Man. Now, moving right along with movies and film, and how about something for the kids out there? And I know my boys, you know, Tyler and Zachary love Jake and the Neverland Pirates, as do my daughters. They love it as well. But how about Tinkerbell? Yes, everybody's favorite pixie is going to be coming to Jake and the Neverland Pirates with an all-new DVD coming 
on November 19th. Yes, Tinkerbell is coming to Jake in Jake and the Neverland Pirates Neverland Rescue November 19th. Rejoice as Jake and the Neverland Pirates are venturing onto DVD November 19th with an all-new DVD that is packed with four additional episodes with an exclusive Destiny Sword with stickers that magically glow in the dark and features Tinkerbell in her first ever appearance in the series. Now you can take home this newest DVD as I mentioned on November 19th Boy, I sound like a sales pitch. Anyways, in Jake and the Neverland Pirates Neverland Rescue, Jake embarked on his most heroic mission ever as the magic of Neverland begins to disappear just as the ancient forever tree seems to be fading away. After a mysterious figure known as the Guardian arrives to explain that only the pirate who truly believes in himself can save Neverland from the vanishing completely, Jake must break off from the rest of his crew and go alone on a mission to save the forever tree. Now, the source of magic throughout all of Neverland is all in the fate of Jake. Now, guiding Jake on his quest is Tinkerbell, who makes her first ever appearance in the series. Now, there's a variety of different things in this. All the Jake films are great. They're fun. You know, they're great learning experiences for kids as well. And I love the story behind Jake. And, you know, Tinkerbell, I'm curious as to how they're going to pull this off. When they brought Peter Pan to Jake, I wasn't sure how they were going to do it, but Peter Pan looked pretty good, so let's see what Tinkerbell does. Now, in addition on this DVD, there's going to be extra episodes. They're going to have It's a Pirate Picnic, The Key to Skull Rock, The Golden Twilight Treasure, Rock the Croc, Cubby the Brave, Seahorses Saddle Up, Jake's Special Delivery, and Jake's Sneaky LaBleque. So there's going to be a lot of different things on there, including eight playing with Scully shorts. So get ready, mateys. It is going to be coming. Now, also in Disney film, since we are on the film roll, how about Mr. Banks? Yes, Saving Mr. Banks is going to open the AFI Fest 2013. Now, Disney announced that Saving Mr. Banks has been chosen to open the AFI Fest 2013 on November 7th. Now, the film, which will have its North American premiere at the festival, stars Academy Award winner Emma Thompson and Academy Award winner Tom Hanks, both who will be in attendance at the opening night gala. Now, inspired by true events, Saving Mr. Banks, which I personally am so excited for, is the extraordinary tale unfolding of how Walt Disney's classic Mary Poppins made it to the screen and also stars just a plethora of other actors. Now, in his quest to obtain the rights, Walt Disney comes up against a, you know, uncomprising and rigid MPL Travers. But as books stop selling and money grows short, Travers reluctantly agrees to go to Los Angeles and hear Disney's plan for the film. Now, the film is going to open nationwide across the United States on December 13th. It is going to make its debut at the AFI Festival 2013 on November 7th. Now, if you are in more of a Disney mode and you're just excited for uh, all the fun things in your horizon, how about The Little Mermaid? And everybody loves The Little Mermaid, and, you know, my kids love The Little Mermaid, and, you know, many fathoms below there as... uh as they sing this, t- as they sing the tale of King Triton. Well, how about an all-new version of the classic from The Little Mermaid, Part of Your World, that now has a worldwide digital release debut? Yes, Carly Rae Jepsen, who you've seen as part of the Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade when she was singing on there. Of course, you know her from many of other, uh, you know, hits that she has out on the radio. I mean, just tons of them. Well, Grammy-nominated music superstar Carly Rae Jepsen's new version of the classic Little Mermaid song, Part of Your World, now has its digital single release from Walt Disney Records. Now, it's been available for the last couple of weeks, and the music video will debut exclusively on the Disney Channel that you may have caught here and there over the last couple of weeks. 
Now the full length version of the music video will only be available on the upcoming Little Mermaid Diamond Edition Blu-ray that is coming out October 1st, 2013. Now the single will also be included on the Walt Disney Records The Little Mermaid's Greatest Hits that is going to be available in digital and physical formats coming up on September 24th. Now everybody knows Carly Rae Jepsen as she was a breakout pop sensation from Canada and she first burst onto the scene when her top 10 US debut, Kiss, and its global smash hit, Call Me Maybe. Now you can get ready for part of your world that is going to be coming and like I said, it's going to debut as part of the Diamond Edition Little Mermaid Blu-ray that is coming October 1st. Now closing out the news hot off the D-wire here this week, all of you D-heads, how about something Star Wars related and this is like 6 degrees, 7 degrees, 8 degrees separation here. How about Star Wars related films, Black Angel to hit the screen 33 years later? Yes, there's a 25 minute fantasy short that turned up after 33 years in the Universal Studios archive. Now Roger Christensen, who created the Alien set's distinctive look and won Academy Award for his set design work on Star Wars, once created a 25 minute fantasy short intended to air just before screenings of Empire Strikes Back. Now this film, Black Angel, ended up only showing in the UK, Australia, and Scandinavia before vanishing from the mist of time. Now Christian lost his copy, 20th Century Fox lost copies as well, and George Lucas no longer had a print. And for 33 years, Black Angel effectively ceased to exist. Now this was set to open in those countries as well as the United States before The Empire Strikes Back as like a little short, something extra before the film. Well, now it has been uncovered. Finally, an archivist at the Universal Studios lot discovered a tin with negatives and elements of Black Angel. I've been tracking this down and it seems to point to you, the archivist told Christian. Do you think it's yours? And sure enough, it was, and it had been restored. Black Angel will first get its public showing in over three decades at the California Theater in Marin County early October. So if you want your chance to see this, this is your chance. He, he doesn't know if he's going to release it digitally, if it'll ever get released, or even packaged or distributed as a DVD. So get ready. If you want to see this, your one chance to see it in theaters might be a very, very limited theatrical run at the Mill Valley Film Festival in California in October. But Black Angel has been found. So all of you D-heads, that's all the news here this week, hot off the D-wire. Like I mentioned, we have news back in action, lots of fun. More things coming up as we have Erin Cahill, who, you know, might inspire you to be healthy as she's lately on the Lean Cuisine commercials that you might see all over television. And Aaron's going to be stopping in, talking about what it's like to be the Pink Ranger, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3, what it's like doing those commercials, and of course, my personal favorite, 2005 and 6 Happiest Celebration on Earth, Disney planning DVDs, and many other things. So with all that said, all of you D-heads, that's not the last you've heard of me rambling, but we're going to release the reins on our Hollywood Walk of Fame, as we're going to bring you the D-Team member Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, as she's going to give you a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Aaron Cahill. So next time you hear me, D-Heads, I'm going to release the reins, and when I come back, yes, you already know what I'm going to say. I'll have the beautiful, the gorgeous, the wonderful Aaron Cahill stopping in here at the show. Be right back, all of you D-Heads.
Hey, D-heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. And have a magical day. Welcome to Epcot. Okay, so I said this year was the year of all years to come, right? And I meant it. The happiest celebration on Earth is also alive and well here at Epcot. So what they do here? Well, Epcot is the proud new owner of the new ride from Disney's California Adventure Park, Soarin'. And unless you have glided across the entire state of California on a hang glider before, you are in for one heck of a ride. The Golden Gate Bridge, Yosemite, the cliffs, the ocean, it's amazing. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand.
On demand. This is Corey Burton saying, please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the headphones at all times. Thank you. Places, everybody. This is a tape. This week's special guest is so great. We are lucky enough to have a fantastic actress and presenter with us today. We all remember the Power Rangers, right? Being a very little girl at the time, my favourite Power Ranger was definitely the pink one. Well, that's exactly who our special guest is this week. We are talking to the lovely Erin Cahill. This week's special guest lent her talent and energy to the character of Jennifer Scotts, a.k.a. the Pink Time Force Power Ranger, on the children's show Power Rangers Time Force. As a Power Ranger, she was tough, feisty, and someone my friends and I all thought was kick-ass. <laughs> For us D-heads, we can also recognise Erin from her role as the main host on Walt Disney World's 2005 and 2006 Vacation Planning Guide DVD. That must have been the best time for Erin, getting to visit the parks and share the fun and advice with everyone. Talk about a dream job! <laughs> I wouldn't mind that one. Erin's gorgeous smile and friendly persona made these guides extra special. Also, under the Disney umbrella, Erin is currently playing the recurring role of Felicity in ABC's hit show Red Widow. This drama is so riveting and such a high-energy thriller as well. It sure shows another side of Erin's versatility. Now, for some background knowledge. Erin is from Alexandria, Virginia but spent most of her adolescent years in Stafford, Virginia. In 1998, Erin graduated from Brook Point High School there. During her studies, she was president of so many clubs, including the Honor Thespians Group. So acting started very early with Erin. And she actually began her love for acting in her mum's local high school production at the age of four. 
She was in it from the get-go. Wow. Get this. Also as a young girl, in 1991, Erin was crowned Miss Junior Virginia and was also runner-up for Miss Junior America. That's so cool. We don't have pageants here in Australia, but if we did, I would love to go and check them out. So it was from a very young age that Erin has been happy to share her joy and acting skills with everyone. Erin also performed twice at Shine in 1995 and 1996. And what's even more impressive to me is that Erin received perfect scores in all phases of her audition to the Governor's School of the Arts in Drama. That, that is no ordinary feat. It's pretty incredible. At age 16, she also won the All Over Actors in the Actors Models Talent for Christ competition. Erin was also selected into the Barton and Williams Dance Company, winning both company and individual awards. However, in 1998, this week's special guest attended Marymount Manhattan College in New York on an academic and performing arts scholarship nonetheless. And she actually left the college at the age of 19 to pursue her full-time acting career in the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. Now, outside of Disney, Erin has appeared in and starred in a range of TV shows and movies. Some of the shows that you can see this week's special guest in include General Hospital, Crossing Jordan, and American Dreams. More recently, Erin has appeared in the popular comedy series How I Met Your Mother as Heather Mosby, as well as the series Saving Grace as Kendra Burke. She has also been in Law and Order, House, Castle, CSI, Supernatural, NCIS, and even Cold Case. Erin is just so versatile and seems to always be working on a new show. <laughs> on the big screen, Erin was great in the Beverly Hills Chihuahua trilogy, playing Rachel Ash, and in other films like The Six Month Rule, The Bannon Way, Nina and the Mystery of the Secret Room, and Frostbite. Trust me, the list does not end there. Erin has also worked on a few commercials, like the 2004 Applebee's and TJ Maxx campaigns, and in a commercial for the Bank of America. Talk about impressive. Also, Erin starred in a short film, The Ventriloquist, which, would you know, was actually produced and starred Kevin Spacey. Here's something else cool about Erin. For all you video gamers out there, this week's special guest is the first lead female character for the Call of Duty franchise, as Chloe Karma Lynch in Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Now talk about girl power. That's so awesome. She has also done voiceovers for other games like James Bond in Agent Under Fire 
and in the 2001 Power Rangers Time Force game, of course. <laughs> Back to that pink Power Ranger. What can you see Erin in more recently? Well, Erin's Lean Cuisine commercial is now running, and look out for the upcoming romantic comedy Wingman Inc. Now that sounds pretty funny to me. <laughs> From all the drama shows, comedy movies, Disney presenting, and voiceovers, Erin is undeniably talented, versatile, and willing to face new challenges. She sure has the courage and passion for acting of the other Disney family members. Not to mention the stamina. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. Similar to many of the other Disney family members, when Erin is not super busy acting and contributing to the entertainment industry, she is donating her free time to being an avid supporter for the Free Arts for Abused Children program. This is an incredibly worthy cause and something that helps so many people. Erin recently said that it's always in my essence. You'll always see my essence in everything that I do. Now I think that is really lovely and also rather inspirational. So thank you Erin Cahill. Without you, Disney definitely would not be the same. Won't you please join me in bringing together in marriage a much-beloved couple, Chloe and Poppy. You may lick the bride. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Oh, Poppy. <laughs> Uncle Pedro! Give me some pop. I'm covered in mud. Don't you usually pay for a mud mask? What can make you move? Your little fluff balls ruined my pearls. Sorry. She is a three-time champion of the Beverly Hills Dog Show. Peasants. She's just mad because she looks like a big angry Q-tip. <laughs> Poppy's home. Hey, Poppy, look. Beverly Hills Dog Show? $50,000 prize? They gave us a home. We gotta do everything we can to help them keep it. We should enter the dog show. Yeah! <laughs> you think you could win the dog show? Do not make me laugh. <laughs> We're gonna do this. I said, hey, wow, wow. When it comes to this family... Go, Dad! Oh, baboo. Somebody's always got your back. Look out! Your tail. Don't look now, but somebody shaved your hiney. <laughs> and your wet nose. And that's what family's all about. We're stronger together than we are alone. A shooting star. Quick, make a wish. What more could I ask for, mi corazón? Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. The family just got bigger. On Disney Blu-ray and DVD. And I know one thing that I love you. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. 
Alright, all of you Disney fans, you're back once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we bring you all the magic and the memories of all your favorite Disney classics, whether that be the theme parks, the movies, and more, we have a very special guest for you. You may remember all those fun Disney park planning videos that you love, especially one that uh, we remember from the happiest celebration on Earth, as well as films like Beverly Hills Chihuahua, uh, you know, 2, 3, as well as the Power Rangers, uh, Red Widow, many other television shows, and more we have the wonderful the gorgeous and beautiful aaron cahill with us here this week welcome to disney on demand oh thanks my gosh what a great intro hi everybody Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. You know, when we talk with all of our listeners and we always ask them, who do you want to get on? Well, you know, the one thing that they all say is that planning video that uh, you put out when you were with Disney for the happiest celebration was the most lively, energetic, uh, I guess the one that defined Disney to many of the listeners. So we're like, all right, let's see if we can get her on. And, you know, your resume is above and beyond that. But I guess... Before we get that far, I guess, what, what brought you into acting and, and the career that you're following now? Um, okay, first of all, thanks for that. I can't wait to talk about the video. Those were some of the most fun experiences of my life. Um, you know, I got lucky. I've been acting since I was four years old. Um, my dad used to build sets, um, just like at local theaters. And my mom, it's and my mom was a theater major and a McCain school teacher, so she taught English and drama. And she was um, teaching at the local high school, and she was doing cheaper by the dozen, and they needed a kid, and she said, you're, you're going to do this play, and, you know, I'm four, so and whatever mom says goes. And then that was it. I was hooked. At four years old, people would be like, what do you want to do? And I said, be an actor. And, and someone would say, why? And I would go, to make people happy. Like, I just, uh, it's always been I've been lucky. It's always been my, my passion, my dream. Well, you know, and following that kind of dream, too, like you said, it's just been a lifelong passion is, is the kind of thing where, you know, if you can fulfill what you set out to do and what you wanted to do since you were a child, you know, it has to be the most fulfilling thing on the planet. It really is. I, I, well, this is going to sound cheesy, but I totally am cheesy and I just embrace it. Um, I, my dad told me when I was little to look up every day and say thank you. Even on the rough days, even whatever, just look up every day and say thank you. And I genuinely do that every day. Like, I'm so grateful. You know, some days it looks exactly how I wish it always looked very, you know, with all the glitz and the glamour and the things. And then some days it doesn't look at all how I thought it would look. But every day I'm so mad in love with it and so grateful. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where now it leads you down that path and that career and, you know, people know you, you have a huge fan following. And I guess, I guess let's just touch base right away on, uh, of course, the Disney Park planning DVD, just because everybody loves it. And, you know, uh, the whole, uh, you know, always busting out saying amazing for everything just uh, became a catchphrase there. I guess, how was it uh, uh, landing that position and just knowing that you were going to be in millions of homes telling people, go to Disney? (laughs) Um, You know, it was just perfect because I had done um oh I hadn't I was just about to do a series regular on Fox and that's a funny story too actually but I um I had done uh you know some stuff and TV I'd done Power Rangers and so um and then I'd make a whole TV show here and there um but I had never really done anything like this I actually stumbled into hosting completely naturally because I was on an elevator once and I was just being myself and just talking to everybody. And, and one of the guys in the elevator goes, do you do hosting? You're not, right? Do you do hosting? And I was like, no. Uh, and they're like, no, yeah, yeah, you do. You're, you're meant to be a host. Come in, meet with me. And they were with Abram, which is a very big hosting agency. And 
Um, and then I got, I shortly after got this DVD, so it was kind of fortuitous. I haven't really done that much hosting before or after. Um, and being in, first of all, Disney World, I had been there a number of times with my family. One of my favorite places on the planet. I couldn't get enough. They were at like, you know, staying at the, that, you know, on the Disney property at one of those gorgeous hotels and getting to see things behind the scenes. It was such a special experience. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where, like you said, you know, you've been there many times, as many people have, but being able to see everything behind the scenes and whatnot, I hope it hopefully didn't ruin too much of the magic for you. <laughs> no, it didn't ruin anything. It just made me fall more in love with it. Like, I missed it. When I, when, uh, when my contract was up, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss going there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it didn't ruin any of the magic. I still go to Disney all the time. Although, I haven't been to Disney World you know, in a couple of years, and uh, I miss Disney World, as opposed to Disneyland. Well, there's always going to be that personal place. Now, you know, when we talk with all of our listeners and doing, you know, that park planning DVD, those things are, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of that, but they are a hot commodity in terms of people collect them. They order them every year and hang on to them and have their favorites, and I, I found it kind of amazing at one point. No, really? I had no idea. It is a it is a huge thing, and they they have their favorites, and they have the ones that they don't like, and the years they don't like, and you know it is a huge uh, Disney fan following, which uh, you know it's something like I said that uh, you have a huge following within the Disney community just from that planning DVD. What? Okay, well, thank you for telling me, and my gosh, everybody out there that's a fan, thank you so much. I just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, moving aside from uh, the park planning DVD, you've done a variety of other things. You know, um, you know Beverly Hills Chihuahua Two, as well as you know Power Rangers. You can't go aside from talking about Power Rangers just because you know many little boys and girls that uh, have grown up in the last decade, you know, know about the Power Rangers. How was it being, uh, you know, part of this iconic group of uh, you know ninjas? You know, <laughs> um, I feel. A lot of the DVD is so fortuitous, and I'm so grateful. And um, you know, I was I was 20 years old when I got it. I I had only ever done a couple things on camera. I was a big stage actress. Well, not big stage. I mean, I was you know that's what I had been trained in and what I was doing. And I was living in New York, and I and I kind of followed my mom and sister to LA, and I said, okay, if I don't get something within a year, I'm going to move back to New York and finish school and do the whole thing. And a year and a month later, I was on the set of Power Rangers. So I really feel like it was this complete, huge blessing, also totally, like, you know, part of my path. And uh, it was, it, it's so great because everybody knows characters, you know, no matter, everybody in the world. It's actually one of the, you know, one of the few shows in the history of television that's crossed so many countries and so many age groups. And um, so it's really, it's really a really cool thing and really interesting. And the fans are so loyal. I've only ever done a couple of conventions and meeting the fans. Oh my gosh. I just like, they're, they're excited to meet me and then I'm equally excited to meet them. So it's, it's really, it's really so cool. Oh, I can only imagine, you know, and I'm sure, uh, you know, it, it, you probably have a lot of great stories of people showing up in full costumes and garb and uh, probably some guys who uh, have a little bit of a heartthrob going on. Oh my gosh, definitely. One of my favorite fans I ever met had, um, my, cause you know, they, they change out every year. So there's many, many iterations of us. So I'm, I was season 10, time for it. And, um, and we were like a little family. Anyway, I'm in love with my cast, so, uh, I could talk about that forever. But at 
And that's this guy once who had my, uh, my specific ranger, like specifically me, because it's different every year, tattooed on his calf and then asked me for my signature so he could get a tattoo under it. And I was <laughs> so flattering and he was so adorable and he was so excited to meet me and I was so excited to meet him. I could have just did it. Um, I must have written my name like 40 different times on this piece of paper because I was so nervous. I was like, no, wait, no, wasn't enough. No, no, wait. Now, now I wonder where he is, uh, where he is today now, and uh, you know how that tattoo is holding up. Well, this was just a couple years ago, so I imagine, I imagine pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like you said, it, you know, Power Rangers has its own fan base. I mean, and uh, it is amazing how it's crossed so many borders, and it's definitely one of those things that has always been fun for children growing up, and. You know, I know my boys are just getting into Power Rangers now and love it as well. So it's always, it's always a fun thing. Now, stepping aside from, I guess, the action-packed and that kind of stuff, you know, like I said, you've done other Disney projects like Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and whatnot. You know, how was it going in a completely different direction and, uh, you know, being part of a movie like that? Um, well, I've been so lucky in my career to really cross lots of genres and, and kind of cover the gamut. You know, I've done, um, I've never really done anything too racy because my, theory is I want my grandma to be able to watch it, so I've never done any nudity or anything like that. But, you know, I've been lucky to do heavy dramas, and I was the lead of Boogeyman 3, which is a Sony and Ghost House horror film. But then also to go and do Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3 for Disney, you know, I, I replaced Piper Paravelle. And so that was just so much fun, and you know, it's been, to be part of the Disney family, I keep finding myself being part of the Disney family, and even the video, the TV show I was on this year on ABC, uh, it was it was Disney for ABC, so it's so funny, it's so interesting. Um, or no, it was ABC Studios. Never mind. Uh, look at me trying to insert Disney every area of my life, but um, <laughs> it's just so funny because I keep I keep coming back, coming back to the mouth, as I say, and I just I love it, and I feel really lucky. And the directors for Beverly Hills Chihuahua two and three, Alex Sam and um, Lance Spiro, uh, are like two of my favorite people around so it's been so lucky and so much fun and and little kids it's so funny because uh i've just been doing it so long and i've been in a, a bunch of things that you know like i said i've been lucky to do you know someone will recognize me from house or someone will recognize me from like how they mother or but it's cute when parents of the kids recognize me from the videos and the kids don't get it's really cute i'm always like oh hey <laughs> Working on a variety of different things, too, where anybody can watch them is very important, you know, and I got to give, you know, tip of the hat to you for that because, you know, it's the kind of thing where you're going to look back 30 years from now and you want to have a legacy that anybody can look back on and be able to watch any one of your films, any one of your TV shows. And, you know, it, it to me, that right there sets the standard pretty high for many actors and actresses. Thank you. I, I It's funny because I keep saying, like, you know, we'll feel like in the future. And it's you know, if I'm Holly Berry and I get my chance to do, you know, that kind of thing, or if I'm Hillary Swank and I get a chance to do Girls Don't Cry, you know, I don't know how in the future, but I know that, that right now I've, I've been, thank you for saying that, it's been, you know, it's been hard, too, because I've turned some things down that were really great projects that I got, that I booked, and they were like, absolutely, we won't wait on the nudity, and I was like, oh, I knew you want to do this, but I, this, it's not where I'm at, so. Thank you for acknowledging that. That's really cool. Thank you. Well, you know, to me, like you said, you don't know where it's going to happen in the future, but right now it seems to work. And, um, you know, I guess hitting 
every single, I guess, topic. You know, you've been television, movies, planning DVDs. Now, of course, we can't leave out any of the other fanboys out there. And how about being part of Call of Duty Black Ops 2? You know, the the video game uh, fanboys out there, of course, are, you know, always uh, up in a, a frenzy of things as well. Now, uh, how different is it when you're tackling a video game as opposed to everything else that you've done? Okay, first of all, I love that question. Secondly, my gosh, of all the interviews I've done, I think you like, I haven't covered the fact that I, I really just, I'm like, wow, I have done different genres, and thanks for pointing that out, and thanks for having me realize it. Anyway, um, yeah, Call of Duty. Okay, first of all, such a blast. Like, what an incredible cast. Um, one of my most, you know, I got to work with Michael Rooker and Julian Sands on numerous days, and I don't know if you know who Michael Rooker is. He's, um, he was Merle on The Walking Dead, but he's also done a million things. And then Julian Dad is, is that guy, <laughs> you know, from everything. But, you know, I would get to that and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, these guys are amazing. Um, so that was super fun. And it was just, it was so interesting because everything you do as a girl on the camera, it's hair, makeup, wardrobe, you've got, you know, it's a whole thing. But in this, it's all imagination. You wear the suits with the dots, with no makeup, with the skull cap and you and you're in a giant like sound stage with literally just can't, like a hundred and something cameras all around you little tiny cameras and then um you know mats on the floor and bring it and just your imagination so it's, it's so different and it's so much fun and you know in normal acting you do uh cake after cake after cake angle after angle uh in, in motion capture it's hilarious. It's like, cause there's so many cameras, it's a hundred and something cameras getting it from all angles so they can get your image 3D. You do it a couple times and you're out. It is the most cool and like the first, the first day I was so jarred. I was like, wait, wait, whoa, wait. Oh, oh, wow. What? We're done? <laughs> so it's been really fun. And you know, they, I don't know if you've seen my avatar from, uh, Call of Duty, but they used my likeness and my voice and my physical movement. So, they, they gave me this cool, like, rock and roll, blonde, spiky hairdo. And they, they gave me piercings and stuff. But it's my face. It's really cool. And my voice. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing, like I said, where now uh, you're everywhere. So anybody who is a huge fan of yours, which, you know, we've uh, we've definitely uncovered a few in the last week, uh, you know, they know that you're, you know, video games, television, movies, and uh, no matter where they turn, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, the Power Ranger tattoo guy out there is eating it all up. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, I can't believe I'm freaking out in a minute. Uh, thanks for saying that. I'm so grateful for, you know, I just want to take this chance to say I'm, Truly grateful for each and every one of my fans. You know, like, even my, my friends who join my Facebook fan page, I'm always like, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's separate from who I am, my work, you know? And so I'm just really, really, really grateful. And I couldn't do it without all of my fans. And I'm, you know... So I just love teaching every one of them. I'm so grateful. Now, when it comes to doing a lot of different genres, you know, like I said, you know, you've been in so many different things. Is there one thing that you prefer more than the rest? You know, whether it's television or film or whatnot, is there one that you really enjoy above and beyond all of it? Or, you know, as cliche as it sounds, is it all just great? Wow. Um, wow, I love that question. You know, you know, I think it depends on like, uh, ask me based on the most awesome, like, wonderful experience I just come out of. Uh, I just did my first, um, I volunteer a lot. I think it's really important. Like, if I can just take a chance to say that too. 
it's uh, really, really important to give back. And um, I just did this ch- uh, play for charity to benefit the Susan G. Komen, uh you know, Cancer Foundation. Anyway, loved being on stage. Hadn't been on stage in years, and I was like, oh, this is, this is good, good stuff. And then, you know, then I, after that, I went and did a movie, and I was like, oh, no, this is some good stuff. But every time I'm on a TV set, I'm like, oh, this is where I want to be. I want to be on my next TV show, you know. So it's really... Like you said, as cheesy as it sounds, I really love it all. Like, really, really love it all. <laughs> I figured that was the case, but you never know. I, you know, there's one in, one in a million chances you might get that, uh, you know, person who just despises one thing over the next. Right. I do have to say, though, I love, because I'm so family-oriented, and I, and I make, like, I love making the set a family and knowing everybody's name and So there is something to me about the magic of being on a TV show and having that family and having that for a long period of time. And then, you know, if you're lucky enough to, in between, uh, you know, like on hiatus and things, go and do movies in other countries, I've been lucky to do that a couple of times. That's like the dream for me, for me, for very cool. Now, I guess, uh, you know, you're always working, like you said. You you always have, you know, always looking out for the next thing. As an actress, you know, we know how the industry goes, where once one thing is done, you're already looking ahead at the next or where you have to be or always on the go. I guess uh, where, you know, where can we see you next? Uh, do you have any other upcoming projects or films or anything that you want to let it, anybody in on? Uh, well, uh, first of all, thank you for saying I'm always working. I'm so grateful for that. Um, yes. I was, well, you mentioned right away, I was on a TV show on ABC this year, and then that ended, and then um, I got so lucky, I did a pilot with Emma Roberts, and I played her older sister, and um, Billy Campbell, and she was this really great pilot um, called Valerian, and that didn't go, and then, so now I'm like wondering, you know, I'm not wondering, I'm excited to see which series I end up on next, but in the meantime, I did a baseball movie, a romantic comedy called um, 108 Stitches, which is the cutest name ever. It's because there are 108 stitches on a baseball. So, um, I'm the female lead, like, the, the love interest, and Brian Carlberg is the lead, and um, Bruce Davidson plays my dad. I don't know if you guys know him. He's the senator and X-Men, among many, many trillions of other things, and Kate Vernon from Battlestar Galactic in it. Anyway, it's such a good cast, and it's so much fun, and, um, and there's a couple movies coming out this year. I did a horror movie called um, Skinwalker Ranch, which I'm so excited to see with John Bryce and um, uh, Devin McKinn and uh, and then another oh and I have a, a romantic comedy coming out called Wingman Incorporated. Um, so it's it's good. It's it's, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the kind of thing where, like you said, it's always one thing after the next, and I'm sure everywhere somebody turns, they're going to be uh, catching you, whether it's on TV or in a film or, you know, just no matter where it is, you're going to be popping up. And, you know, that's always a sign of things are always going good. You know, you're always looking for the next and uh, keep on going because, you know, being an actress, that's your job. So that's what you got to keep on trucking at. Thanks, though. And I, I, you know, the, the, the trick is to just remember, for me, remember how lucky I am and how you know, just remember to be grateful and, you know, because it ebbs and it flows and it's like, it's, it's any relationship in life, you know. It's, it's great and it's challenging and it's wonderful and it's, you know, difficult and uh, it's all of it. But uh, thank you for saying, you know, your kind words because it's always, it's always awesome to get a great reminder like, Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, we know you're always on the go, and we know you're always busy and whatnot, so we don't want to keep you too much longer. But, um, you know, with all of your fans out there and all of our listeners and everybody who is an Aaron fan, 
Is there anything you'd like to leave out there for them? Anything, uh, you know, words of wisdom or just uh, anything at all where it can be that lasting reminder of a word from Aaron to them? Oh, my God. I love that question. Okay, hang on. Let me think for a second. Um, yeah, always, you know, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for, you know, uh, supporting my career. And, um, yeah, I guess, gosh, I, I've been uh, listening to Deepak Chopra and, um, and uh, Oprah lately. They did this, like, meditation challenge. So I'm really on this kick about um, loving yourself so that you can fully love other people. So I guess, you know, right now, I would say everybody just be good to yourself and love yourself, and that will spread out concentrically in the world. And that's the best thing you can do. Very cool. Well, you know, it was a pleasure speaking with you. And, uh, you know, for all of our fans out there, I'm sure uh, we're just going to be flipping through the channels, checking out movies, and we're going to see your face popping up. Thanks once again. Oh, Jonathan, thanks so much. This is a global event as Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, Disneyland and Disney Cruise Line join Disneyland in celebrating 50 years of magic it's the happiest celebration on earth Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals and the dreams that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world Adventureland. This is my bongo dance. <laughs> With a bonus bench. Double armrest. I'm on an adventure. My name's Dave. I'm going to be your host for the Jungle Cruise. Don't refer to this as a boat. I'd like it referred to as a floating bench. Brand new to the Magic Kingdom Park is Stitch's Great Escape. Your favorite alien from the Disney animated movie Lilo and Stitch. See? See? Stitch is taking over the Magic Kingdom. You little troublemaker. It's not the nice, lovable Stitch we all knew down on Earth, either. Uh-uh. It's the naughty, spitting, burping, boogery, mischievous, experiment 626 version of Stitch. And he's on the loose, and it's your job to watch him. Sorry about that. The technology is amazing. You feel like Stitch is behind you, on top of you, playing with your hair. Definitely keeps you on your toes. Look me, I got my eye on you.
My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. Confirm. Hey gang, it's Jason again. Glad you made it down here to the vault. With Jerry Reese just being the great guy that he is, and glad to see him being one of the many D-heads we have here in the studio, we weren't able to come down here and talk about one of my favorite movies that weren't necessarily from Disney, but was distributed by Disney, as well as Hyperion Pictures. Jerry Reese's screenplay for The Brave Little Toaster. How could you not remember this film? It's such a wonderful timepiece that makes you say, thank goodness for imagination. So to make up for lost time, we're going to dive right into one of my favorite late 80s classics, The Brave Little Toaster. Now the, the basis to The Brave Little Toaster is very simple. It follows Toaster and his friends Radio, Lampy, Blanky, Kirby, and all your other household items that, if we remember later in life, that we didn't think would come to life as the Pixar gang did in Toy Story. Well, our friends are waiting for their master, Rob. Rob is being the human boy that lives with them. Every year, every day they wait in anticipation for him to come to the cabin. But they've soon discovered that Rob's cabin won't be his any longer. It's being sold. Gee, you think they were having a hard time in the real estate business even back then? Rob, unfortunately, has to leave. But what about all of our friends? Toaster decides to lead the group to find Rob. So, it is in good imaginative form, our gang hooks up a car battery to an office chair, pulled by Kirby the vacuum, and they set out using radio signal to find Rob. Of course, throughout the entire journey, we find our appliances encounter many different perils. Blanky gets lost. Lampy's used for other things other than a lamp. Kirby becomes more than just a tow truck. But all in all, throughout their encounters in the forest, the gang makes it to the city. By the time they make it to the city, Rob is a little bit older now and is about to leave for college. And rather than having his, his appliance friends, there's a new friend in town. Chris, his girlfriend. But the difference between Rob's new apartment and the log cabin is the fact that there's some modern electronics to the older electronics that we know as Toaster and Friends. The modern electronics become a little resentful and convinces our friends that they're outdated and they toss them into the garbage where they will be disposed of at Ernie's. But it's through the help of television that Rob and Chris discover that his old friends were there and they are at Ernie's to be picked up. At the junkyard, all of our friends are a little depressed. And why wouldn't you be? The place is a junkyard. And they're ready to be destroyed. Soon discovering that Rob did make it and he does care for them. With a little bit of faith and again imagination, Rob rescues our friends, takes them away from Ernie's and brings them back home. Repairs them in college and now all of his friends have been reunited back where they belong with their master, Rob. It's hard to believe that it's almost been 26 years since this film has been released, and it still pulls at my heartstrings every time I see it. It's a small film, all of 90 minutes, but it is, harkens back to that delight 
back to those ideas of imagination and that gumption to move people forward. Dear friends of ours have returned to be voice actors. John Lovett, Phil Hartman, we may know them in Cranium Command, but they were also here in Brave Little Toaster. Mr. Lovett's is the radio, Phil Hartman is our air conditioner. And of course, the piece de la resistance, Thurl Ravencroft. Yes, we all know him from many pieces in Disney history, but making one of his last appearances here in The Brave Little Toaster. I relate mostly to Blanky because of his childlike innocence and that sense of wonder. Mr. Rees, I tip my mouse ears to you and thank you for bringing us this wonderful, wonderful piece of film. There were two other sequels, Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue and Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars, and I always hoped that there, there would be more adventures with the Brave Little Toaster. And here's hoping still that that dream does come true. Unfortunately, there is no Blu-ray release at this time, but something tells me with the massive releases of many sequels in one pack, I have a feeling we'll be seeing this film shortly. It is available on DVD, and in some places you can still purchase it. It's very difficult to find, but if you are lucky to, pick it up. It is very much worth your time to have in your library. There aren't a lot of extras within the DVD. That's to be understood. Thinking back to an 87 release, most of the, again, the first time it was released was back in VHS. So to have a DVD copy, you weren't expecting a lot when it came to extras. The one extra you do get, the making of the Brave Little Toaster, and much worth watching, especially if you enjoy a little bit of Disney-esque history. So, as always, my friends, I suggest picking up your blankie, your favorite friend, and sitting down and watching the Brave Little Toaster. It's much worth an afternoon, weekend, or heck, any time you can. Well, the popcorn's empty and the curtain's coming down, so it can only mean one thing. It's time to say goodbye to you and all my company. But fear not, my friends. You're in good hands this week, because Aaron Cahill is joining Jonathan and the gang upstairs in the studio. So, put on your Power Rangers outfit, or maybe pet your pet chihuahua. Whatever it is, Aaron is surely going to give you a few good laughs. And I know she's given me some great ideas when it comes to morphing into my favorite Zod. Yes, I am a big Power Rangers fan and not afraid to admit it. So, enjoy your time with Aaron, Jonathan, and all our other friends as they are upstairs while I pack this DVD back down here. So until then, my friends, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. Walt Disney Home Video presents The Brave Little Toaster, a beautifully animated musical tale of loyalty and courage that's sure to warm your hearts and brighten your spirits. Wow. Five very special household appliances who are suddenly left alone. We've been dumped, abandoned. Take off on an adventure in search of the small boy who loves them. We're not going to give up hope. This captivating movie is a Parents' Choice Award winner. Oh, listen to this. And the Chicago Sun-Times called it an adorable adventure that kids will treasure. You'll love The Brave Little Toaster, a fabulous musical journey that's sure to delight everyone. Uh, this is Art LaFleur, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
Alright all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again and I had to close out the show. I hope you enjoyed this week's show for the week of September 12, 2013. And I want to extend a very special thank you to the Pink Ranger, the woman kicking butt, and also adding to all of your Walt Disney World fun and memories, Aaron Cahill for stopping in. Thank you Aaron for stopping in and sharing all those magical memories and more about your career and everybody. Be on the lookout as Aaron has a lot of other films coming up in the works including 108 Stitches and more. Thank you Aaron for stopping Stopping in once again, and be sure to follow her on Twitter at Aaron Cahill on Twitter. So, all VD heads, with that said, I do want to extend a very special thank you also to the D team of Aaron, Jason, and Lexi for stopping in with their signature segments. Without you guys, there would be no magic and memories to the show, and you definitely helped them make the magic happen. Now remember, D-Heads, if you want to connect up with the D-Team, definitely drop them a line, shoot them an email, and just connect up. They don't bite, they want to share. And you can always connect up with all the D-Team at their personal emails. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now I also want to thank all of you D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show, and you definitely make us want to come back and do this every single week. We love connecting up with with you you make the magic happen thank you for being a d-head so all of you d-heads with that said i want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at diz radio and first and foremost you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. that's d-i-z radio.com there you can find our full list of past shows archives and more and connect up with the d team you can also find our latest news blogs and listen to our famous lifetime of disney player with over 300 plus television shows, movies, specials, and more. And that's found right there on the homepage at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now you can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can also fan us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. You can follow us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always connect up with us as well on our 24-hour, 7 days a week live chat room found right there on the homepage as well. And you can keep the power of Diz Radio in your hand just by searching Diz Radio in the App Store and get all the ways to stay connected right there on your mobile device. So all of you D-heads, lots of fun, lots of things going on, lots of magic. So with that said, I'm going to tell you who's going to be here next week because we have somebody very special for you. We have somebody who's going to add that magic, add the memories. You may think Spaceship Earth. How about the Rescuers Down Under, Ellen's Energy Adventure, Tiny Toons, Harry and the Hendersons, Silverado, and more. We have music composer, veteran, attraction composer, TV, film, and more. Bruce Broughton stopping in here to the show, and Bruce is going to stop in and share what it's like composing great music and memories for Walt Disney World attractions, television, movies, and more. So stay tuned for that next week, D-Heads, for show number 48. So with that said, it's time to close out this week's show. We have all kinds of fun and memories. I'll be sure to connect up with you all over the social media outlets and find me online. And as I always say, never neglect family for business. With that said, D-Heads, catch you next week. Okay, so that's the Magic Kingdom Park by day. But when the sun sets, something pretty amazing happens. Actually, two amazing things. The first is a Wishes. And Wishes is the most incredible, biggest, gargantuan, big daddy fireworks show in Disney history. It's like a big orchestra in the sky. It's all set to classic Disney music. And it all happens right here at the Magic Kingdom Park. 
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.